Season 2, episode number 11. This is the weekend before Thanksgiving. Uh, yes, and uh, <laughs> what a Thanksgiving it's going to be. Yeah, the CDC tells us, hey, it's Thanksgiving, so stay home. Yeah, well, it gives you a lot more time to enjoy the podcast. You know, you'll have a extra day. Probably not going to have a whole lot watching on TV, you know, but uh, there's plenty to talk about in my stupid world. Okay, he's too stupid to talk and too ugly to eat. Because it's a great big stupid world On a dirt clod out in space Where it's not nobody knows If Jesus came back today They'd try to book him on the Oprah Winfrey show Because it's a great big stupid world He's given a piece of his mind to so many people, it's a wonder there's a mind left. It's Insane Eric Lane's Stupid World. Well, welcome and thanks again for uh, venturing into my stupid world. Just whenever you're trying to maintain sanity, (laughs) something else happens. And this podcast is here just so basically we can all commiserate. You know, we see so much stupidity in our world that it's uh, sometimes hard to just keep track of all of it, you know? And and I figure that if we can spend um, a few uh, minutes here uh, just putting it all together in one spot, you know? It, it sort of like uh, puts it all into perspective to think that, you know, I'm not losing my mind. You see, if I can promise you by the time you finish listening to this podcast, you're probably going to have at least one or two uh, points higher in your IQ count, you know, because... You know, you're going to think, nobody can be that stupid. But then you realize they already have. any case, yes, I'm Eric Lane, and this is My Stupid World. And we'll be hearing, of course, from my insane Florida nephew, Pancho Guerrero. Uh, hopefully, um, I will might get to see over the new year. Uh, it, that is, if we're still here on planet Earth, or we haven't been, you know... Uh, locked down to the point we can't have to raise our hand to go to the bathroom. I mean, already we're hearing from our illustrious Pennsylvania governor that uh, they're really urging us to wear masks indoors. Now, we didn't really say you have to wear it in your own household, but we kind of meant it that way. Uh, and But we're not going to enforce it because we're going to go on the honesty basis. We're, we're trusting all Pennsylvanians to be honest. Sorry, honey, I can't kiss you goodnight. I have a mask on. Oh, boy, oh, boy. I, I don't know. I, I see stories where Utah never had a lockdown, and they're doing fairly well. Maybe it's because COVID doesn't infect Mormons. I, I, I don't understand, but at, at any rate, um, maybe we can just stay at home and bake a giant Twinkie or something. No, I'm serious. You, you actually can. You can actually bake a giant Twinkie. I think that may be the answer. We're all going nuts with this whole COVID thing. And we just want to go and, you know, for, just go and eat junk food. And so let's just bake a giant Twinkie. Yeah. I mean, you probably couldn't get away with handling everyone wrapping a Twinkie at Thanksgiving and saying, here's your dessert. You know, but 
you could serve a giant Twinkie. No, seriously, Hostess is putting out one of these things. That's a new party size Twinkie. Tell me, if you went to somebody and said, hey, I've got a party size Twinkie, you want to see it? I'm not sure that would go well in mixed company, but now you can. They even give you a Twinkie baking kit. Yeah, you can bake this giant two pound Twinkie. My Twinkie weighs two pounds. How big is your Twinkie? You dirty-minded people, what are you thinking about? Well, this Twinkie serves <laughs> eight people. And if you're interested, the kit is on sale at Walmart. It'll cost you 15 bucks for a two-pound Twinkie. And you get a custom baking pan. You're going to need that to make it. Yeah, welcome to 2020, folks. Well, if Twinkies aren't your bag, I was like, well, I'm, I'm more of a meat lover. Well, there's some mystery meat that's being placed in a Pennsylvania park. There, people are getting weirded out because, you know, people are leaving mystery meat in a book box at this park in Pennsylvania. You, you've seen these book boxes, right? You know, uh, grab a book and then leave a book. It's, it, you know, it's, it's kind of a novel thing. You know, you go up and it's kind of like a, a free library kind of thing. Not many of the books are all that interesting. So let's leave some mystery meat in the book box instead. It's, you know, um, this person who takes daily walks in this park was sharing photos of bags of raw meat actually hanging from the book box. Uh, a lot of people thinking it's probably someone leaving meat there to give to somebody in need, right? Ah, oh, you know, I got all this spare meat. It's probably some hunters. Hey, got some spare venison. We'll just hang some venison up here if y'all want some. And the bags keep disappearing. And the locals, are their urge to donate food to the local food pantry rather than hanging it out on the book box. If they really need meat, don't take the mystery meat left out on the street. Good grief. Next thing you know, we're going to start having an outbreak of worms to go along with your COVID. Unbelievable. It's actually happening. It's not far from where I live either, for that matter. <clears throat> yeah. Well, over across the pond, we've got a 32-year-old man by the name of Tommy Pulloffer. Or is it Pulloffer? Yeah. He was the victim of a hit and run in London here recently. He had to be taken to the hospital for x-rays. Now, the radiologist was rather not expecting this, rather shocked to find the phone stuck up in his, um, you know, no-go hole, right? I know you're asking... Well, how did it get there? Well, turns out old Tommy Poolhofer is a career criminal. The phone probably was stolen, and the cops were thinking that was the best place he could find to hide it. Tommy has a pretty long rap sheet also. Spent several years in jail for a string of robberies a decade ago. But this time he assaulted several people at the hospital and also spouted a bunch of racist nonsense. Of course, that goes along with it, even though... He was the victim of the hit and run. It's starting to sound like that he was the one that caused the crash. He admitted to theft, dangerous driving, and driving without insurance. Three counts of harassment, seven counts of assault. The judge sentenced him to three years in prison, too. Unfortunately, though, the cops were not able to find the owner of the phone. Not that they wanted it back. I, I don't know. Well, and uh, over the last week, from the last episode of our podcast, we had Friday the 13th, right? Hope you survived Friday the 13th. It was the second 
Friday the 13th of 2020. Did it make you nervous? Or was it just another day? Now, I mean, for me, it was just another another Friday. I'm not that superstitious. But the way this year has gone, I don't know if we really need any more bad luck. But a recent survey in the UK found Friday the 13th may not be as cursed as we all thought it was, at least when it comes to you know dying on the job. They did a study that found that people were more likely to die at their work on Tuesday the 8th than Friday the 13th. It, actually, the study found 373 people died at work on a Tuesday. 84 of the deaths happened on the 8th of the month. Now, that's compared to 327 people who died on a Friday, and 80 of the deaths were on the 13th. Now, the study also found construction, obviously, was the industry where you're most likely to be killed on the job, followed by service personnel like, you know, soldiers and firefighters, police, etc. Then there's farmers. So if you're wondering, when is the next Tuesday the 8th for this year? Well, it's uh, coming up in December. In fact, there has been a new poll that found 29% of adults believe they have been injured because they didn't follow a superstition that they should have. So I've put together the top 10 superstitions that we actually believe in. Okay. Um, Number 10 was keeping your wish a secret when you blow out your candles. Number nine was throwing salt over your shoulder if you spill some. I've never done that. Number eight was breaking a wishbone on a turkey. I don't think I've done that either. Number seven, the most popular superstitions we believe in, don't put new shoes on a table. Now, that's supposed to be bad luck, and, well, it's also unsanitary, but we won't go there. And then number six, find a penny, pick it up. But only if it's heads up. I don't know about you, but these are the first time I'm hearing these things. Number five, not opening umbrellas indoors. Well, that goes without saying. Number four, saying bless you when someone sneezes. Number three, crossing your fingers. Number two, of course, um, knocking on wood. The number one thing that we think are the most superstitious things we believe in is walking under a ladder. 62% of us say we'll never do that. Not to mention if there's a can of paint sitting on the top of it, you just don't want to take that risk, right? And by the way, the poll also found 36% of us have a lucky number. Are you superstitious? Not super, more like kind of stitious. Because today is Friday the 13th. It's just a day on the calendar. But the year on the calendar says 2020. No! The last Friday the 13th came in March when a national state of emergency was declared. God help us all. And this Friday the 13th brings record cases. Make it stop. And no clear winner of the election. I can't take it anymore. Are you still kinda stitious? I'm not sure. Because we're running out of toilet paper again. (laughs) Friday the 13th, 2020. Whatever luck you had left this year has run out. (laughs) Now, if you're going to pay your partner a compliment, you might want to be lucky and choose your words carefully. Uh, Relationship experts say you should always avoid telling your partner things that, well, for instance, you shouldn't say things like, well, I can't live without you. You know that? Yeah, I can't live without you. Those words turns out put way too much pressure on your significant other even 
if you don't realize it. There's a clinical psychologist named Lori Lawrence who explains that when one partner uses the all or nothing statements like that, there is a heaviness underneath that puts accountability on the one who is being praised. This accountability can be pretty weighty, so much so to trigger negative emotions. Now, she explains these emotions can actually lead your partner to see you as needy, dependent, or even lacking self-worth. Relationship coach Lucrece uh, Irzari adds that this notion can often prevent your partner from living their own life as well. Now, this can leave them feeling hindered or stifled from enjoying their life to the fullest because, well, they're constantly preoccupied with your well-being. That's really not a very good thing. Other similar statements the experts say you should probably not use. Oh, you're my entire world. You saved my life. I don't know what I'd do without you. And, of course, there is the you complete me. They all sound so lovely and romantic, but you're actually putting your partner in a emotional jail. So, so don't be stupid, okay? I mean, really, you can think of something else, right? Well, we're going to be saying a lot of some hopefully nice things to our loved ones this holiday period, but they're going to look a lot different. Yeah, our whole holidays are going to be upside down because of the coronavirus cases are surging across the country. And well, now there's new guidelines from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, advising all of us Americans we should not go caroling. We should avoid loud music and drinking alcohol for the holidays. Yeah, thanks a lot for being our holiday fun suckers. CDC offers some new health and safety guidelines to consider during the holidays if you are hosting or attending small gatherings. Now, the CDC is advising to celebrate the small gatherings with your own household this year to reduce the spread of COVID. Now, if you have to attend or host an event with people that live in different households, do it outdoors, you know, in the snow and ice. and limit the number of attendees. Oh, look, I understand if the CDC correctly, if I'm understanding what they're saying, the best way to celebrate the holidays is to basically dig a hole and get in. I don't know. Even Ebenezer Scrooge is like, hey, CDC, for crying out loud, lighten up. Uh, police in New York City, they're saying, you know, if you're going to get together for some holidays, uh, they're not going to bust up Thanksgiving dinners. But if they did, I think it would sound something like this. On the next Cops, a Thanksgiving dinner is busted for having more than 10 people. Put down the turkey leg! Drop the turkey leg! If they had one less person, it would have been fine. But Jessica had to invite her boyfriend. You have enough stuffing for 11 people. That's possession with intent to distribute. Viewer discretion is advised while watching Cops. And also the Detroit Lions game. She's reaching for the baster! Cops is filmed on location with the men and women of gravy enforcement. All suspects are innocent until proven guilty of eating too much. And of course, heaven forbid, if you have any relatives named Karen, you know, actually women with the name Karen, they're having a problem. They're saying their love lives have pretty much taken a hit since their name has become synonymous with the pushy, white, racist, middle-aged women. The dating app called Wingman, I don't know if you've ever heard of that or not, well, Wingman asked their users named Karen how their results from the app have changed over the last year. And, well, the Karens report 
nearly having a third fewer matches this year compared to the same time in 2019. They also get fewer responses to messages and they report a significant drop in overall engagement. Wingman says that this is not the overall trend for the app, noting that Karens who use the app specifically got 31% fewer matches this year compared to last year, got 33% fewer matches, and overall they saw a 45% drop in engagement. Now, women with the other spellings of the name, like K-A-R-I-N or C-A-R-I-N or C-A-R-E-N, they've seen some similar drops in engagement at about 22%. So the Wingman app relies on friends or wingman, you might say, to write testimonials for the other users. And a popular one written for a woman named Karen is, quote, she's not a real Karen. <laughs> the app says it helped with engagement when Karens had several wingmen with different names vouching for them. Why don't we just go to a dating app and just check out a Karen real quick, shall we? Hi, I'm blonde, I'm slender, and work out three times a week. I'm an upbeat person who's single and ready to socially distance mingle. I have my own place, a great job, and I'm open to meeting a variety of guys. My name's Karen. Ah, oh, shoot. You know what? No, it's not. <sighs> okay, yeah, it is. If you wouldn't go out with someone just because their name is Karen, I wouldn't want to go out with you anyway. And by the way, before it got so tarnished, Karen was a great name. Okay, you could just call me Athena. Ugh, never mind. Now I get why everyone always told me, you know what? You look like a Karen. Hmm. I wouldn't say the name Karen would be considered a very lucky name for 2020 for sure, but this guy definitely has a lucky shirt. Well, that is until uh, now officially his unlucky shirt, I guess now. The guy lives in Goose Creek, South Carolina. He got himself busted for stealing packages off of two people's porches. So he goes to court, and what does he wear? He decides to wear the same shirt. Because I know you're probably wondering about this amazing shirt that he wears for all of his big life moments. It's uh, Well, it's a green t-shirt with a red box in the center that has the North Face logo. Now, the police have not released the guy's name or what charges the guy's facing, but they did release surveillance shots of him during the burglaries and the courtroom photos that show him wearing the exact same shirt. <laughs> what an absolute idiot. Tell you, it's too bad the packages he stole didn't have some new clothes inside. I mean, maybe the guy doesn't have an extensive wardrobe, you know, because he's probably poor. I mean, but that, that's really not a great excuse because for broke losers like us, I mean, we've always got Old Navy. I don't know. And all we can afford to go to for fine dining is the Waffle House. Uh, even though, by the way, you know, they don't serve alcohol at the Waffle House. I'm no, I think you know they certainly serve a lot more drunk people than most places do. I'll give them the benefit of the doubt that when it comes to something like this, though. Okay? Uh, Waffle House is about to release its first ever beer. Really? They've teamed up with... Okanee Brewing Company in Georgia to make a red ale called Bacon and Kegs. <laughs> it's, uh, quote, bacon-infused, and apparently it smells just like bacon when you crack one open. And if you're interested, it'll only be available from the brewery. No, you're not going to be able to get Waffle House beer at a Waffle House, unfortunately. So it's going to go on sale in December. So if you love bacon... I think they have a lot more where that came from. First, Waffle House offered bacon-flavored beer. 
And now they're taking things to a whole new level. Introducing Waffle House scented COVID masks. Now when you put your mask on to go out, you'll be grinning like a possum eating a sweet potato. It's like you walked into a Waffle House with your choice of aromas. Like a side of waffles, bowl of grits, biscuits and gravy sausage, or a side of hash browns scattered all the way. I just love my Waffle House COVID mask. When I put it on, I feel like I could eat the north end of a South Bend polecat. They even offer the scent of a trucker with chewing tobacco hopped up on speed who hadn't showered in three days. Now don't that just deal your pickle. Waffle House scented COVID masks. Order yours smothered and covered today. You know, everybody has a little stupidity in their world, and I would love to hear about it. If you've got a great story from your stupid world, or if you just want to respond to one of mine, let me hear from you. Contact me at shoutout at insane, E-R-I-K, lane.com. Or if you've got a question, a comment about something I've said, or if you want to tell me some firsthand experience of stupidity you've encountered, I'd love for you to record a message for me at podcast.insane, E-R-I-K, lane.com. I might actually use your feedback on an upcoming episode. And if you haven't already, and I fail to see why not, follow me on social media, on Facebook or Twitter, by searching out the handle at Insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E. WVNU Radio has uh, put out a report about a guy named Austin Lodge. Austin recently stole a police car down there in West By God, Virginia. And officers were called to a local Walmart after Mr. Lodge had shoplifted several items. Now, cops struggled to put him in their police car. Lodge tells them that he dropped his false teeth outside the vehicle. Hey, got my, got my false teeth! So um, cops are now searching for his false teeth. And while they were doing that, Lodge jumps into the driver's seat and takes off with an officer still in the car. They crashed into a wood pole and were later hospitalized for injuries. But Lodge then got himself charged with attempted escape, fleeing from an officer, destruction of property and possession. No word whether or not he found his teeth or not. Hmm. Well, <laughs> I think we've worn sweatpants all year long, haven't we? I mean, are we really going to switch now to form-fitting clothes on the biggest overeating day of the year? Well, Stovetop has decided to release a clothing line just in time for Thanksgiving. Yeah, but rather than leaning into this year's theme of comfort no they're going the opposite way they are creating formal wear uh make that stuffing themed formal wear what did you think with the name like stovetop right well the line includes five items they've got a red velvet dinner jacket with stuffing lining cufflinks a reversible shawl with a stuffing print a headband and a handkerchief uh and pocket square. Now, why did they go fancy for this clothing line? Well, they write, quote, let's face it, the sweatpants fatigue is real, and people are looking for any excuse to get dressed up this year. Now, we hope this makes people look and feel their, their very best this Thanksgiving. <laughs> By the way, you're wondering what the price would range from? Well, $4.79 on the inexpensive side, and the highest priced item is 30 bucks. 
remember it's from Stovetop. All five items are actually on sale. There's a special website that Stovetop has set up just for the occasion called letsgetstuffy.com. And if you're going to shell out for the formal look for your Zoom Thanksgiving reunion, we may as well do what all the TV pundits and meeting goers everywhere have opted to do and go ahead and show off that shelf full of books behind you on your Zoom call while you're all dressed to the nines. Now, I don't know if it would make you look more influential or not. I don't know if it would impress your family or not. Of course, it really doesn't matter. I think you would still be one of the real American heroes of Thanksgiving. This station presents Real American Heroes. Real American Heroes. Today, we salute you, Mr. Guy with books behind him on a Zoom call. You're getting ready for a big meeting or a TV interview on Zoom. How can you immediately prove you know what you're talking about? Show people you know how to read. Look at all those books. You must be really smart. Did you actually get through any of those books? You've got 13 different copies of the Da Vinci Code. So when you see a guy whose backdrop looks more like the Library of Congress than his home office, you may think he's suddenly become an English professor. But no, he's just Mr. Guy with books behind him on a Zoom call. A real American hero. Mr. Guy with books behind him on a Zoom call. I'd believe it more if they were Dr. Seuss books. Probably make you look more conservative uh, if you get into a political argument with your relatives over something, I guess. I don't know. But, well, it remains to be seen, though, if liberals and conservatives are ever going to work together in government next year. But I know this liberals and conservatives will work together on TV. I don't know if you've heard about this, but Alec Baldwin and Kelsey Grammer are going to be starring in an upcoming sitcom. Now, there's no word on the title yet, but it's about three guys who were once roommates back in their 20s until their egos drove them apart and who reunite decades later for one more run at the lives they've always wanted. Now, it's unclear who this third guy will be, but the show is being developed by Chris Lloyd, who co-created Modern Family. He previously worked with Kelsey on his old show, Frasier. Remember that? And that short-lived uh, Back to You. The show is going to be on ABC. It'll be premiering next fall. Of course, Alec, he's the liberal who, you know, he's portrayed President Trump on Saturday Night Live for years. And Kelsey, who's a conservative, actually endorsed Trump both in 2016 and 2020. Now, with that said, there's really no indication that the show is going to actually involve politics. But if they did, they would have plenty of material to draw from. I'm telling you. My question is, though, what's the overall swing for the show going to be like? Is it going to swing toward the liberals or swing toward the conservatives? Or is it actually going to show an actual balanced um, partnership? I don't know. But who knows? They've got plenty of, uh, of stuff. To, they can get on Twitter, probably, and come up with some great plot lines. Or you got these parents who got really ugly over politics. Uh, in regards to mask wearing at school. Uh, tensions got a little out of hand at the Pinellas School Board meeting in Florida recently uh, because they had to extend the mandatory mask rule indefinitely. And, well, things really took a turn for the worse outside the school when an angry parent, her name is Carrie Turner, 
Well, she got herself arrested for trespassing and disorderly conduct and battery on a law enforcement officer. This was, by the way, all spurred simply because she would not wear a mask. All in favor say aye. 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 And opposed say no. No. It passes 4-1. She's been arrested. I still have to follow the ambulance to deal with my daughter, and then I got to go and see what she was arrested for. She got arrested, and her kid got tackled to the ground over craziness. Started out this morning feeling so polite. I always thought a fish could not be caught who didn't fight. But you got some beta waiting, and I think I might like Now, I understand when the moment strikes for some spontaneous mm, afternoon delight, uh, the moment strikes, okay? But still, can you show a little patience or get a room? A 39-year-old woman named Amber Gormley and her 30-year-old boyfriend, Sean McClellan, were driving in Largo, Florida, when apparently the moment struck. So they pulled over to the side of the road, got out of the car, and started getting it on right there at 2.45 in the afternoon in broad daylight next to a busy road with lots of cars driving by. And the cops say they got calls from, quote, many drivers about what was happening. And Amber and Sean were both arrested for felony lewd and lascivious exhibition. And, uh, of course, not surprisingly, both of them had criminal records. Amber for everything from theft to drug possession to obstruction. And Sean for shoplifting kitty litter and peppermint tea from Walmart. (laughs) What kind of a pansy is that? I mean, all of us have seen roads under construction in the past, but... I guarantee you these motorists have never seen someone laying pipe quite like this. I mean, I've heard of being pulled over on the shoulder, but never pulling out on the shoulder, you know? I mean, they also got a ticket for doing 69 and a 35. I mean, all you had to hear to know where this story was going was the words, a Florida couple. Of course, if you're like me, nothing makes you hornier than heavy traffic. Uh, Well, I don't know about you, but uh, you might call them lovebirds, or in this case, love pigeons. I don't know. Pigeons, you know, they're not anything special, frankly, but I know of one pigeon that is. He's a champion racing pigeon. He was sold by a Belgian trainer and broke the world record. Sold for nearly $1.9 million at an auction for a pigeon. Now, by the way, the bird is named uh, New Kim. He's two years old. Oh, I'm sorry. She's two years old. She sold for $1,894,672 on the PIPA auction website. Now, the buyer's real name was not revealed, but PIPA said that it was the same man that previously set the world record last year when he paid $1.4 million for a champion racing pigeon. Look, for that kind of money... I hope they threw in some dipping sauce. I mean, New Kim is the top racing pigeon in the world right now. This bird is so advanced that whenever it goes on your windshield, it actually wipes it up afterwards. But let me get this straight. There's such a thing, though, as a racing pigeon? I mean, for $1.9 million, you not only get the pigeon, you get some lonely old man who feeds it breadcrumbs.
frankly, nothing says Christmas, though, not as pigeons or turtle doves, but wrapping a meat gift in a weird meat paper. That's what's really Christmassy to me. Actually, Jimmy Dean has brought back their sausage-scented wrapping paper this year, but, well, they've also made some other new products as well, such as a sausage ornament. Yeah, make up your own joke there. They've got sausage earbuds with their logo and a tin of peppermint bark with sausage candy on top. Ooh, you can get these gifts by cooking up one of the recipes on their website and sending in a picture. If you do get the sausage-covered peppermint bark, please tell me what it tastes like. Tis the season for the Jimmy Dean Recipe Gift Exchange. When you cook a sausage recipe to get a sausage gift, like sausage mint bark, sausage buds, jig sausage puzzle, sausage patty sled, glass sausage ornament, and of course, sausage scented wrapping paper. One of these gifts can be yours, but you better get cooking because supplies are limited. I don't think I could never get enough sausage, you know? That's one thing I love. Love that sausage. Yeah, a lot of folks are gonna be eating sausage and anything else over the holidays it's the eating season and that means we're going to be probably looking to hit the gym for another 30 days starting in 2021 right well i mean now the gyms have been closed but americans are at least exercising but they're just doing it a little differently than they did before the pandemic uh, the world health organization surveyed nearly 900 u.s adults between may and june found out that by june just over 60% said they were meeting the WHO's threshold for exercise. That's 150 minutes of moderate to intense, moderate intensity exercise a week. Now, that's like an 8% jump from pre-pandemic routines. Of course, we have nothing else to do. Okay? People also reported exercising an average of over four and a quarter days per week. That's up from three and three quarter days. And exercise intensity decreased significantly with respondents attributing the drop to an inability to access gym equipment and classes and a shift to more outdoor walking. So we're exercising more, but less intently. Now, researchers were also surprised. They found out that nearly 75% said that they were likely or very likely to stick with their pandemic exercise habits post-pandemic. Maybe this is a good thing, but because so many gyms are also closed, those Peloton bikes are also becoming in high demand, but they're not cheap. You know, they're pretty expensive. I mean, what if you could save thousands of dollars on an exercise bike and you'd still get maybe those motivational trainers on your screen? Well, get ready for this. Ladies, it's the new exercise bike that will give you the most honest workout you've ever had. Keep pedaling, Gina. You're almost there. I can do this. Looking good. And I like that top. What? I mean, keep going for the top of the hill. I see the finish line. And I can really see the difference in your can. Man, are those tight shorts. Wait, can you see me? Yeah, these bikes come equipped with a built-in hidden camera in your screen. Hidden camera? 
Yeah, but you're only being recorded for uh, training and research purposes. Recorded? Hey, take it as a positive. In fact, that's what most of the comments are saying about you. Comments? Looking good. Ew. Really like the way she sweats up a bike. Oh. Go, Gina, go. Yeah. The new Pervaton exercise bike. I wish I was a bike seat. Seriously? Lucky bike seat. Now only 100 bucks for women because we make most of our money from men's voyeur subscriptions. Can I see your feet? Trust us. A bunch of pervs would never lie about the way you look. Oh. And here's looking at you, Pervaton. And of course, if you were in fairly decent shape uh, by doing the proper intensity in all of your exercise workouts, you might be able to have enough strength to do better at getting away from the law than this guy. I, I, I would say it might be the first time I've ever seen a criminal try to get away in what that could be described as a mediocre Aquaman impression. He's 44 years old. He's a 44-year-old guy named Matthew Piercy. He lives in Palo Cedro, California. And, well, he's been running a $35 million Ponzi scheme since 2015, mainly by convincing people at his megachurch to invest with him. Well, then he pockets the money. Sound familiar? Well, the FBI went to his house to put him under arrest. And he takes off in his pickup, drives to a lake, and then jumps in. But you're thinking, what's he doing? Well, he has a plan. You see, Matthew had a Yamaha 350LI underwater submersible. Yes, that's called a sea scooter, by the way. Basically drags you around underwater at about four miles per hour. Now, there were a few flaws, obviously, in the plan. Well, number one, he jumped in a lake. I've always wanted to tell people, go jump in a lake. Well, this guy did. So it wasn't like he could escape to freedom. And number two, he didn't have any breathing equipment. So he had to keep coming up for air. And three, well, the lake was frigidly cold. Well, he finally got out after 25 minutes, almost hypothermia set in. And he got arrested for wire fraud, mail fraud, money laundering, and witness tampering. And now he's looking at 20 years in prison. I mean, you'd think if he's running a megachurch, he could, wouldn't even need the sea scooter. He could walk on water, right? This dope definitely thought this little sea scooter would probably help him escape the FBI. I haven't seen such a sub this pathetic since the last time I got a sandwich at Subway. I mean, first he shrunk people's investments, and then he went into a frigid lake and experienced shrinkage. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway... Well, um, definitely this guy is not a candidate for what they're looking for in my home state, in Arkansas. Northwest Arkansas wants to attract professionals and entrepreneurs, not like the guy in California with his megachurch, but they're offering cash to get you there. Now, this is from the Arkansas Times. They report that the Northwest Arkansas Council is throwing down ten grand, $10,000, to any professionals or entrepreneurs in science, technology, engineering, arts, and math from any other state to move to Northwest Arkansas. It's an initiative funded by the Walton Family Foundation. Yes, that's the guy that started Walmart. Now, you've got to be 24 years old or older. You've got to be able to buy or lease a house in Benton, Arkansas, or in Washington County. So that's up in the northwest corner of the state. You've got to do this within six months. And recipients who will be chosen through an interview process will also get a free street 
or mountain bike to explore the areas paved in mountain bike trails or alternatively you can choose a free annual membership at a local cultural institution or so now the council president nelson peacock explained to forbes magazine we're seizing the opportunity to capture the attention at this time when many employers have extended work from home opportunities and employees and are reconsidering where they're living and well what they are prioritizing so come to northwest arkansas now one benefit i think from living in northwest arkansas see well they don't use a lot of salt to treat the roads i mean it does get cold they do get snow but they don't need to have all the salt so there's not a whole lot of snow to worry about like it is up in the northern part of the country and well in fact if you're living in canada you know they use so much salt on the roads there all the moose are treating the vehicles as a salt lick no i'm serious and now canadians are being warned don't let moose lick your car or truck <laughs> okay a tour company rep says salt to a moose is like crack right and of course as you crack lovers know they'll just keep coming back for that salt they're, they're even making loudspeaker announcements in tourist areas to warn tourists about it listen up eh this is an emergency message from the canadian health administration aka cha eh all canadians are warned not to let moose lick their cars it makes them a little salty eh okay that was a bad one but how about these what do you call a sleepy boy moose a bulldozer what do you call a celebrity elk famous what do you call a moose that plays piano a musician what do you call a moose that's a classic composer amadeus mozart what do you call a moose with 2020 vision a good idea that is all Meet me in the shade of the sunshine tree, pretty little Florida sunshine tree, in the shade of the sunshine tree. Pancho Guero. This segment with Pancho Guero is filmed in front of a live studio audience. <laughs> uh, you know, I was looking up while I'm for you to finish bathing the uh, bebecito. Um, I was looking up Mexican slang. And do you know what poncho, <laughs> you know what poncho means? Uh, I don't. What is that? <laughs> Discolored or faded. It says a person who forgets his own language, <laughs> mixing it with another, as some Hispanic Americans do, speaking Spanish with lots of English words mixed in. Oh, man. <laughs> well, you know, maybe this puts a new... Um, this meaning behind Mrs. Poncho, and, and yeah. it really fits for me, especially when you couple that with the word guero. Well, guero means faded um, white guy. Yeah, right, <laughs> right. It's blonde or, or white, exactly. Yeah. So you're a white guy who forgets your own language and mixes Spanish and and, and English together. So uh, there you have it. I could get with Spanish right now, anyway. I definitely <laughs> I understand more than I can speak. I, I forget all my vocabulary. Well, I'm I'm uh, I'm not so good in Spanish. I'm I've been going through um, Duolingo to learn Scottish Gaelic. So I'm I'm so so on that. You know. Oh so. yeah. 
you know, I have to do something like, you know, learn a dead language for me to actually understand what's going on. Yeah, well, and, and one that sounds, um, if you were to, to hear it out of context, one might yes. question one's preferences. <laughs> well, it just sounds like I have a bad head cold when I try to practice it. <laughs> yeah. You know, so, well, um, have you heard what's been going on down in your neck of the woods down in Orlando? I actually, I, I did not know at all until you yeah. sent this to me. And yeah, I yeah. Love it. I, I know. I mean, I saw how you sort of like were outside of your adulthood. You went back to your inner child when you went to the Star Wars uh, you know, part of Disney World, you know. Oh, and, yeah. And, it, and, and, and now, so, it doesn't take much to bring the inner child out, outside of me. Anyway. No, no. It was fun to watch you just go, you know, gallivanting all through the, you know, Millennium Falcon and all that sort of thing. But no, they, they've you, got you, now. You use the whole two words that, of Star Wars that you know. The only two words of Star Wars you know. <laughs> That's about it. I'm a Trekkie. <laughs> okay, come on. <laughs> but but they've got this now at the Galaxy's Edge Park. You can eat and drink and be merry like a Jedi, and then you'll soon get to have the new resort, the Galactic Star Cruiser. You can then sleep like a Jedi. Okay? This is amazing. They've got images that have been dropped that are giving fans like a very first look at some of the rooms of the near-complete Halcyon spaceship. Well, Disney World News Today was reporting that uh, there had two genuine photographs of a compact modular room consisting of a queen-size bed, two bunk singles carved into padded pods into the wall. Now, the, the report also did not specify the size, but they appear to be fitted for kids, obviously. The space-age stay is supposedly outfitted with these mounted screen displays and one showing the ship's trajectory through outer space it doubles as a television and then there's a another acting like a window so you could look at it appear to the cosmos projecting different interstellar interstellar vistas or whatever as you go along the course here in the ship but the galactic star cruiser is going to have like two room sizes you got regular and then you got the captain's quarters <laughs> although the company the company didn't really specify what exactly each of the rooms will entail, but check this out. The three-day, two-night package for one person will go for the low, low price of just $3,300. <laughs> so too bad, too bad most Star Wars fans won't be able to enjoy the room, you know, the rooms with a date, you know. Well, you're right about one thing, Master. The negotiations yes. were expensive. Yes, uh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> 3300 bucks for a two-night stay. Definitely, you're going to need the force to pay for that, you know? Oh, my gosh. I, well, I, I now see that the Federation's blockade of Naboo wasn't because <laughs> the plan was to invade Naboo from the beginning. It was because uh -huh. they wanted to corner the market on expensive Star Wars hotels. You got that right. Yeah. Tell me about it, you know? So, yeah, I, I, I and I could see us presenting this to... Uh, <laughs> to my wife and say oh could we stay and i can just imagine the response i'd be getting from her because she controls pretty much where all the spending goes you know yeah so. I, I would love this regardless though this is oh yeah mrs poncho 
Ted State. And this is why we didn't go to Disney much when I was a kid. <laughs> well, obviously. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you, you can you can probably guess everything right down to the bathrooms will be definitely spaced out for the sci-fi guests that stay there. But but, however, you might want to leave your spaced out bathroom habits at home. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, well, you know what? Uh, speaking of bathroom habits, I, I guess. Um, Hey, I, I just want to say the the level of bathroom humor that is just um, well, I you say there's like kinetic energy and potential energy. <laughs> well, if there's kinetic bathroom humor and potential bathroom humor, uh, we've got a lot of potential bathroom humor that I'm sure will uh, turn into kinetic bathroom humor uh, as the oh, the yeah. segment progresses here. Yes. Um, yes. <laughs> So, yes. Uh, this one here. Would would you say that you've got a good bathroom etiquette? Mm, well, not if you ask my wife. <laughs> That's probably the same for me. Um, well, <laughs> how about the people that you live with? You know, your wife, uh, mine. Uh, no, she she remembers what my bathroom looked like before we got married, and and she uh-huh. she told me then. She's like, I knew when we when I first saw your bathroom that I would be the one cleaning the bathroom. Uh, my wife said the same thing to me. Uh, yes. <laughs> no, I keep everything orderly and, and neat, organized, but uh, like the deep cleaning, I don't, yeah. uh, I'm not as good, good with that. So we, we, well, whenever I was a single person myself, you know, I had my own little apartment. I will admit that the, the worst part about cleaning the bathroom was having to shave the toilet, shave the toilet. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll just <laughs> leave that right there Ooh, man. <laughs> uh, well here's a recent poll that asked about 2,000 people to rank the rudest bathroom habits now the top mm. of the list here uh is not replacing an old role with a new one. Oh yeah uh now that happens all the time here now that that has something to do with we have a bathroom upstairs and we keep the extra yeah. toilet paper downstairs so there's actually a sign in the bathroom at my job that says, please replace the roll of toilet paper when you have an empty roll. If not, I will find you. That's what that, that's what the sign says. Usually for, for either uh, Mrs. Poncho or I, we're one of us are getting a text message on our phone asking to bring up the toilet paper uh, if, we're, if we run out there. Um, now, number two here, uh, if necessary, not cleaning the toilet after using it. That includes peeing oh. on the seat. Peeing on the seat yeah. is pretty bad. That, that is yeah. pretty gross. Uh, now, number three, leaving shower in the, the drain. This, yeah. this is one that I, I always end up cleaning the, the hair out of the drain. Yep, so do but, I. My wife, my wife doesn't even want to see in the trash basket. It gags her out. She has this well, gag. You've got long hair. I, I'm the one with the short hair. I'm the one with the short hair, and, and so it's her hair and and you know yeah. hair product and everything else that gets caught down there. She yep. it grosses her out. I so I just pull it out. I'm like whatever. I don't care. But yep. I just find that funny. Uh, now. I use needle nose pliers and just pull out gobs of it out, out of the drain. You know? there's, there's a nice, um, just kind of plastic kind of snake that, that you can put, put down there that um, the Home Depot has. It's like $2. It works yep. great. Um, oh, yeah. I thought we needed to get a plumber out. Nope. <laughs> My wife has long hair. Nope. That was all it was. Um, number four yep. here, leaving a nasty smell behind and doing nothing to cover it up. <laughs> My my dad was the worst. 
you i mean the the whole back half of the house was quarantined no oh man well you got number five here making a mess in the sink number six wet towels on the floor or hanging on a doorknob absolutely you got every one of these so far uh number seven leaving the bathroom floor wet after a shower that's just uh, um, yeah. yeah. I mean, you, you got a little mat there to to catch that in a towel. There's no reason for that. Yep. Uh, number eight, leaving the toilet seat up. Uh, you know, yeah. for some reason I actually don't like that anyway. I, might just because we've got pets. I just don't want to tempt anyone. One though, one time, True. Uh, a, a guest was over, left the toilet seat up. The cat, who had no idea, was used to jumping there, and it always is down, jumps and lands right <laughs> inside the toilet, and so we're having to quickly wow. give her a bath. Wow. She never made that mistake again. Um, <laughs> number nine, uh, not cleaning up well enough after you shave. I oh, have, yeah. That drives my wife up I the have wall. I learned to do this, at least, because if I don't, it will stay there for a, a, an embarrassingly long time. Um, number 10, yep. hanging toilet paper the wrong way. Some people like it to go under. <laughs> Some people, like me, like to go over the top. Okay, so which one is the right way? I don't know if there's a right or wrong way, but I, I don't think there's any surprises that I'm over the top uh, naturally. Yeah. Of course, if you have cats that like to unroll the toilet paper, maybe you want it going True. under. It keeps the cat from getting True. to it. My, well, uh, so my least favorite bathroom habit here, not even on the list, pooping in the tub. And I'm not going to tell <laughs> you if that one's Mrs. Poncho or Babacito. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, that's probably good that you don't. <laughs> Ugh. But, yeah, there's, um, I don't know, so, you know, some bathroom habits might be rude, but, you know, it, it uh, or may not be rude, but some of them can be a bit awkward. Yeah, some of them definitely can be a little awkward. In fact, I have a stat for you that might freak you out, Okay. In this uh, new well-scrubbed world that we're living in now, 77% of Americans are using their phone while using the toilet. How's that for a bathroom app? It doesn't freak me out nearly as bad because you've got a three and four chance of me being one of those guys. I could be doing the podcast right now in the bathroom uh, yeah. right now. You never know. <laughs> definitely working yeah. from home here. I've definitely taken a, a few conference <laughs> calls in, in, in for a quick bathroom uh, pit stop for me. I, I, I triple check oh. to make sure that phone is on mute first. Yes. Yes. Well, and then there's what one in seven of these folks always use the phone while using the toilet. Now, in addition, to the 14% of Americans who said they always use the phone whenever they use the bathroom, another 60% sometimes do, okay? I love it when you're sitting in the bathroom stall and the person next to you is talking and you're thinking, are they talking to me? And you realize they're on the phone. Now, that's weird. You know, yeah. So that just kind of weirds me out. Then you got 3% that aren't sure, and then 23% claim they never do, okay? But here, men were more likely to say they always use their phones in there, and 16% compared to just 11% of the women. I don't understand the group who are not, who who are unsure. Right. (laughs) They're not sure if they use the, I don't, yeah, you're right. 
but I guess age is a big factor. Almost everybody under the age of 35 does it at least sometimes, but about half of the people that are 55 and yeah, up do. I had a, I had a professor so, one time in college uh, had a microphone that would hang from her, kind of like a, like a lanyard around her neck. So she could broadcast yes. to the 300 some people in that class. Um, and she, no, thank goodness. She just had a cold at the time needed a leave to go blow her nose and not to actually use the bathroom. Um, well, apparently the bathroom was close enough that the microphone picked up on everything. Uh, <laughs> so that is where I say it was at least blowing the nose, but uh, I guess that might fall into that 3% unsure. However, there have been times when I have seen videos of council people get up and leave the council, but we hear them going to the bathroom <laughs> on the PA. You know, I, I used hilarious. to know this, um, this you know. middle-aged dad who actually fell asleep on the toilet one time playing a game. <laughs> it was like a tank game with other people uh, that, that you kind of battle your, your tank versus another person's tank and fell asleep on the toilet playing it. <laughs> Gosh. Oh, well, I guess sometimes a few folks need to use their phone in the bathroom stall because they have something to brag about. So they need to maybe snap a quick photo. Oh, goodness. Yeah. So I, I, I don't know about you. And I, <laughs> I'm, I'm not really one of these people, but well, let me rewind one. Moment. I'm just going to say that this first. I make a lot of yeah. jokes. Uh, I, I'm, I'm not ashamed. <laughs> I, and I'm, <laughs> You know, theoretical poop, uh, my favorite, especially is right. talking about hypothetical poop. Uh, of <laughs> course. Hypothetically, uh, Mrs. Poncho, if there were just a copious amount of poop, she'd go, oh, my gosh. And she's thinking, like, the dog, the stupid cat. And I'm like, no, 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 there's no poop. Uh -huh. uh, hypothetically, though, if there were a bunch of poop, Without fail, I, I can always get Mrs. Poncho laughing at a poop joke. Um, and that just reinforces <laughs> this behavior. But I can say that I'm not really one to brag about it. I, I, but for uh, yeah. some reason, I don't know. I, I hope I never reach a point where I, I want to tell the world. I have a feeling that you may have already reached that point uh, where, where you like to brag yeah. after leaving a particularly impressive deposit in the toilet bank. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, there's a survey here that asks people one of the world's most important questions after you've created a quote-unquote underwater sculpture in your toilet who do you brag to it about so <laughs> believe it that i i is it okay to use a a, a splash of adult language i shit you not uh here are the answers <laughs> from the people who say they like to talk about poop. <laughs> so we've got about half of people. It's like 56% who like to tell their family members about it. Uh, about 22% tell their friends. And 22% will like, are likely to call their doctor because they're worried about it. Now, that's only happened once for me after yeah. eating beets uh, the, the night before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the survey also found that about 60% of people say that the pandemic hasn't affected their pooping schedule. 28% say that it's improved their schedule. And 12% say it's just made things worse. 
<laughs> yeah, we poop a lot more because right. of the I, well, pandemic, I can't tell if that's yeah. because people are just poop shy out in public or if it's maybe their diet that, that they can have at home that contributes yeah, absolutely. to it. My favorite story was whenever Burger King came out with the um, – I forget what they called it. It was like the Halloween Whopper, but it was an all black bun. Remember that? Well, here's the thing. If you ate one, it turned your poop green. (laughs) And yeah. And, and so people were taking pictures of their green poop. (laughs) And my, I had a coworker, honest to God, he went, he went to go to eat one and he vouched for the fact I said, does it really turn your poop green? And he smiled and said, John Deere green. <laughs> oh, man. Well, my, my friends and I have a um, kind of like, I guess, a running gag that we do every time. Um, this is this is Mrs. Poncho's best friend. Um, she, she's a, a small Puerto Rican uh, lady. Every, every time, if, if Mrs. Poncho goes to the, uh, you know, go, goes to the bathroom, even if it's number one, she's like, you know, she just assumes that she's pooping. You know, so oh, I walked down and says, "Where's Michelle? She's pooping." And so now, at any time that anyone's going to the bathroom for any reason, we just announce to the room, "Oh, you know, if you're looking for whoever, like, oh, they're, they're pooping. Whether they are or not, you don't have to ask. It doesn't matter. It's just if you don't have if you're to say in the bathroom, you're pooping." We we just run with that, right? And, and uh, it, it's I guess it's like Schrodinger's poop. If you cannot be in there to see the <laughs> toilet, we have to both assume that there is poop and isn't poop right. at the same time. <laughs> well, I used to have a lot of kids come over when I was single. I had a lot of kids come over to my apartment and just kind of hang out. And we had this one kid. Now, he's now retired from the Air Force, but we still laugh about this. He still remembers it. He was over at my house, and he, whenever he would go poop, I mean, it was it was impressive. <laughs> That's all I can say. Okay, and he 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 came out of my bathroom one time and in my apartment, asking if I had oh. a plunger. And I said, I said, well, no, I'm a poor guy. I don't have a plunger. Well, he basically laid a loaf so big it wasn't going <laughs> oh, down. No. Okay. So we had a problem. We had this this uh, object blocking <laughs> the kit. So we in, he ended up. I I hand to heaven. This is an honest to god truth. We ended up taking a clothes hanger <laughs> and unwinding the clothes hanger. So going. oh no. So he had to chop it up in little pieces with a clothes hanger in order to be able to get it down the toilet. Oh man, that is. And we, we still laugh about that to this day. That was probably the best that's, brag that's I think impressive. I've ever seen anybody. Uh, for sure. Well, I mean, you've got a story here. <laughs> Speaking of things turning colors that they shouldn't. Um... Yes. Yes, yes. This is this is this is out. This is outstanding from the Daily Mirror. Okay, uh, I don't know if you've ever. I've never seen. I had to look this this uh, dog breed up. It's a Bichon Frise. I, you ever I've heard of a dog like Bichons, that? You know, they all pretty much look the same. Yeah. Okay. So this this Bichon Frise is a breed of dog, and this uh, it's it's from Falkirk, England. Okay. This this. Uh, um, 
it went viral, okay, because the dog ate a, a blue ink cartridge, okay? I'm thinking, what what is appetizing about this? But the dog's name is Rosie. Rosie's white fur turned blue hours after she got home from the groomer. Now, her owner says, I decided to go into the kitchen, make myself a cup of coffee. And when I got to the glass kitchen door, I had to do a double take. I remember thinking, why is the dog blue? <laughs> she looked like a little smurf. It seemed very pleased with herself. She, you know, dyed her hair, I guess. I, she, I, was, I thought maybe it was a reflection of the glass. And then I saw the ink cartridge on the floor and I thought, oh, my God, she has been into that. It was mainly on her head, but her wee nails were blue, too. I, I didn't know what to do with her, so I chucked her in the bath, phoned my husband, who was at work, to come to take her back down to the groomers where she'd been the day before. Can you imagine <laughs> having a Smurf dog? No, when you say turn blue, it, it, it's you know? not like she got ink on her fur. It actually, from eating it, it, it went out it, through the fur? From eating it. Yes, yes. So... It, she ate the, the ink. It went through the bloodstream and well, turned her fur blue. blue. Call me Gargamel. Oh. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's crazy. I'm telling you. I'm telling, uh, having this having this Smurf dog from your, your pooch consuming <laughs> blue ink definitely is funny, but so is watching your guests getting smashed around the Christmas tree you know, from well, admiring your ornaments. I, I hmm? don't always eat dogs. But when I do, it's in order to extract their Smurf essence to become the most powerful sorcerer. <laughs> yes. And actually, yes. So talking yes. about extracting essences, um, you know, if, if you're getting ready to uh -huh. unbox your Christmas tree for 2020, there's some ornaments that may feel a bit mm -hmm. more appropriate for decorating this year uh, in the year of a pandemic. So Costco here is selling yeah. a new collection of ornaments filled with tiny bottles of whiskey. Um, now, so th this is, uh, well, there you go. This. I, I'm liking to call this, they, they sell it in a 12 pack. I'm calling this the 12 pack of Christmas. And so you've got six bottles of, <laughs> of, uh, Glelivit. I can't even say it. Oh man. Glelivit. <laughs> I can't say it. Um, Glen, Glen Levitt. Levitt. Oh, I can so six bottles of Glen Levitt, four bottles of Jameson, two of Chives Regal, and one drug family. Um, this 12 pack <laughs> is going for $56, yeah, which is a lot for 12 shots of whiskey, but I guess the gimmick is priceless. Um, Sounds like you and your friends will have a lovely oh, yeah, time no, around the uh, Christmas tree I this year. I prefer just a large bottle of wild turkey as a Christmas tree topper. <laughs> well, this reminded me something. When I lived in St. Mary's, where your grandparents live, okay, they I'd never had heard of this before until I lived in St. Mary's. Around Christmas time, people go to I have heard of it, yeah. Have heard of this? Okay, I'm thinking if you're going to go treeing, you're going to go out looking for a Christmas tree, right? No, 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 no. If you go treeing, what you do is you spend the evening going to all of your friends' houses to look at their Christmas tree. Well, I thought, well, that's a lovely thought just to 
show up at someone's house. Oh, I thought we'd come in and look at your Christmas tree. But that's not really why they were going over there. See, the real reason was when you're there looking at the Christmas tree, a bit of Yule they time. usually offer you a drink. Yes, a bit of Yuletide. So by the time you're home from your night of treeing, you're going to probably need a little <laughs> assistance getting to the it front door. like almost exactly the same thing that would happen with me and, and the group of guys when we'd come back from our, our uh, you know, three, four days out in the Tennessee backwoods on a, on a hike and, and uh, <laughs> sleeping in hammocks. And um, we'd, we'd swing by Gatlinburg and just do a walk from one um, moonshine distillery to the next, getting uh, an array of free samples from each. Yeah. I uh, no, I can hold my own, uh, but there were definitely a few guys from the group who were uh, a few sheets in the wind by the end of it on free sample shots the whole way. Yes. Wow. Wow. Well, I can promise you that uh, that would I could probably with these uh, whiskey ornaments, I would probably make it to one. Yeah, I can't. I can't. And that would be about it. You to keep the bottles full you know. or to have a bunch of empty whiskey bottles hanging from your tree. Well, they would probably all be empty by the time New Year's <laughs> is around, for sure. Family shows up, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Tell me about it. So, well, we have a couple of uh, more pieces of advice that folks are looking for when they are they want to ask Pancho. Okay. So, I have one here from a guy who's saying they need help, or from a girl. She says, "I'm a food cheater." Right. So maybe you can help. Okay. This is what she said. She says, my fiance and I are getting married next year, so we are both dieting to look our best in our wedding pictures, and we vowed to keep junk food out of the house altogether. But, well, we do have a pretty separate work schedules, which works for us. He's got very early hours, and I'm at a laptop till much later. So in the last couple of weeks, I've been having cravings and will order my favorite you know, cheat meals when he's already in for the night and then hide the evidence in the trash. So am I a bad this fiance? This is from Sabrina. Is no, I'm just kidding. Um, uh, so I've been told <laughs> before from um, for, from a, a band uh, who, who sings a very um, immature song, I've been told that eating ain't cheating. It's not cheating when you're only using your mouth. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll see myself out, and I do feel I a little bit worse about myself after that one. Um, <laughs> so, uh, you know, if you're, if you're starting everything off by already breaking vows, it doesn't matter how, how puny the vow is. You made a vow. And so, you know, I look at this more as a challenge to work on something difficult together as practice before you actually tie the knot, because you're going to have other vows that you give. And, uh, you know, you may not always be craving the thing that you vowed for. Uh, and so you might as well kind of practice what you what you put there. And if it really means a lot to you, just talk to them about it. Uh, you know, if, if you don't think it's reasonable or you think it's OK to maybe once a week or, or you know, do something to help with that, then it should be understandable. But the longer you go without saying anything the less reasonable it's going to sound when you say, you remember how you've been putting yourself through hell the last three months? <laughs> uh, I've been, I've been cheating the last two of those. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, he may not be too happy about that. So, <laughs> so, well, that's good. And then uh, you've oh, got yes, one, yes. No, which is, I think is kind of cool. I, I actually, I, I've got some ideas here, but 
my ideas come particularly from um, TV comedies. Uh, so this is from Marty. He says, it's like a rom-com come true. A coworker and I both went through a couple sexy breakups. I'm um, putting the word sexy there. Uh, earlier in the year. And we've both been subjected mm-hmm. to our own ex's medias, uh, social medias, where they post pictures of their new happy loves. Uh, even in COVID times, we've had some happy hours with heavy venting since we seem to be going through a parallel heartache. Uh, now, in what is really a high school and petty move, we decided to take goofy pictures with one another in order to make our exes jealous. But now, I don't really care about my ex, and I think I have a crush on my coworker. I'm afraid to say anything because we are coworkers and we're doing a bit... Um, and I'm not sure she is over her ex uh, in theaters next Friday. Read it. Um, hmm. I'm just kidding. I, he says, what should I do? Hmm. This definitely does sound, you should create a, a movie script and sell it for, to Hollywood. Um, no, so I've actually, so I've seen a few rom-coms <laughs> in my time, Marty. I've got a couple, a couple plans that might work out for you. <laughs> okay. One, you set up a date for all three couples at the same restaurant and pretend it was all an accident. And then and you do it just, just for the, um, I guess, the drama. And, and just, just see what happened. It'll make for a really good like season finale or something. I don't know. At the very least, you'll get some good views on that, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, the number two. I think find at least one or two other girls and set up a date with them. And let's say all three of them at the same night and try to balance back and forth from one date to the next to the next hopping around. And, and uh, you know, just because I've, it seems like the right rom-com thing to do. Um, but if I were to really try to give good advice, I would say keep testing the waters, but be respectful. Um, you know, so what, what I can see here, um, pick up on any hints that, that you do see and just be real with this, with this girl. Um, and, and so this is one thing I actually tell a lot of my, my single friends. Don't worry about being friend zoned because, uh, you know, a lot of TV or rom-coms or movies, they make it seem like friend zone means that you've lost, you're done. And, and you know, at least in my experience here, being friend zoned was the best place to be because I wasn't looking at, if you're not wanting to be friend zoned and you want to be, um, I guess what, like the, the opposite of friend zoned, what you're doing is you're putting one foot in the door and one foot out the door for an easy out whenever you want. And if that's what you're looking for, I guess, then, you know, there, there you go. But if you're looking for like a long-term relationship with someone that you actually like, who may not be crazy like your ex and who you could see kind of spending, you know, life with, then you want to be friends with that person. In fact, like Mrs. Poncho wasn't, uh, she didn't have those Mrs. Poncho feelings for me as uh, she did when we first met. It actually took us being friends, even, even though Mr. Poncho, uh, Guero, he, he, he thought that she was something, uh, <laughs> you know, getting to know her and be friends, uh, you know, gave me time around her to win her over with the, the poncho charm. Uh, <laughs> so, so there's nothing wrong with that. And, and you're probably overthinking a lot of things. If you enjoy spending time with her, enjoy the time you're spending with her and let things happen naturally. Or that three, all three at the same restaurant. That's a good follow-up or number two. And who knows, maybe she'd even be down for that just for the sake of the hilarity that might ensue if both of you are just a couple of trolls uh, that like to poke fun at everything. 
Stir the pot. Might be an interesting oh, yeah. experiment in social and you sciences can sell it for anyway. profit afterwards when you get the rights to the movie. You never know. <laughs> right? And then or my wife can watch it on the Hallmark Channel. Ready for some insane games now, huh? You might as well get the laugh track ready. For the, for the <laughs> okay. Live studio audience, I mean. The live, that's right, that's right. The, the, the game is recorded before a live studio <laughs> audience here. All right, I'm going to give you the choice again. We, that worked out pretty good the last time. We've got, uh, uh, let's see here, porn star or weatherman, golf course or rehab, strip club or daycare, fake news or Florida, or steakhouse or gay bar. Let, let's go strip club or daycare all right the first one was a strip club or daycare i'm going to give you the name of it you tell me strip club or daycare you ready i'm ready this comes to us from tallahassee florida it is the eagle's nest <laughs> this is going to be a strip club it's a daycare oh. <laughs> and the next one Cutie Pies in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Oh, I don't like the name of this one. Uh, I'm going to say Strip Club. It's a daycare. (laughs) Number three is Savannah's in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. I don't really see many strip clubs in Pennsylvania, but Savannah's does not sound like a daycare. I'm going to go Strip Club. It is a strip club. You got that one. Number four, The Den in Cheyenne, Wyoming. I've seen enough uh, billboards on the side of 95 to know that The Den has to be a strip club. That is correct. And then last but not least, Happy Land in Hollywood, California. <laughs> oh, gosh. I, you know, given Hollywood, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to actually go with my gut here and say it's a... Uh, daycare it is it's a daycare so you actually did three out of five on that one that's not too bad <laughs> so next one what do you want porn star weatherman golf course or rehab fake news or florida or steakhouse or gay bar let's go um golf course or uh or rehab all right number one is reflections bay in henderson nevada Golf course or rehab? This has got to be a um, a rehab. It is a golf course. <laughs> Number two, Dry Creek in Cheyenne, Wyoming. <laughs> Dry Creek sounds. I, I don't think that rehabs go with puns uh, in their <laughs> name, so we're we're gonna go with the golf course on this. That is correct. Golf course, indeed. Number three. Shore Meadows in Tom's River, New Jersey. Uh, you know, okay, I think that this might actually be another golf course. It's a rehab. Oh. <laughs> Number four, Mission Trails in San Diego, California. Mission Trails. You know, this sounds like it could be a golf course. It is a golf course. And the last one, Westwood in Farmington, Connecticut. 
All right, Westwood. We're going to go rehab there. Golf course. <laughs> you, you, the, the, the golf course rehab has always been a challenge for some reason, I yeah, guess. So. It's, a, it's a tough one. Yeah, yeah. All right, so now we're down to porn star or weatherman, steakhouse or gay bar, fake news or Florida. You know, let's let's go get some fake news or Florida live in this 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 up. All right, My favorite one. <laughs> Here's your first one: police in Key West sees a Cookie Monster doll that contained 300 grams of cocaine. <laughs> yeah, I can see this being Florida for sure. You are correct. That is Florida. <laughs> Florida. <laughs> All right. It makes me wonder why my cookie monster loved the cookie so much. That might answer the question. <laughs> All right. Number two, a Palm Beach man was arrested after he was found with two boxes of election votes in the back seat of his car. <laughs> you know, we actually did. We, we had things in a wrap pretty well. So I think that this might be fake news. It is. This sounds like from your neck of the woods right now. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Number three, a Hollywood sheriff was charged with indecent exposure after driving pantsless to pick up his wife from a bar. (laughs) Uh, You know, this sounds too crazy not to be Florida. A A sheriff, you said. Yeah. We're going Florida. It's fake news. Oh. <laughs> All right. Number four, a Pensacola man became an Internet celebrity after his giant neck made him the subject of a million jokes on social media. I haven't seen any of these jokes, but I want this to be true. So this is going to be Florida. You are correct. Too specific. Was... <laughs> so, and finally, a woman named Crystal Methvin was arrested for possession of crystal meth. <laughs> you know, this sounds too good. Um, too many things fit in too neatly here. This is fake news. It is Florida. <laughs> <laughs> that was the best one, I think. <laughs> we got steakhouse or gay bar or porn star or weatherman. Let's go porn star or weatherman. Okay. Here's the first name. Tommy Gunn. <laughs> this is definitely a porn star. Bingo. Very good. Number two, Ian Scott. This could be a weatherman. It's a porn star. <laughs> Number three, Billy Glide. <laughs> I get a feeling that this is a weatherman, but I have to say porn star on this one. It is a porn star. <laughs> <I'm good. laughs> <laughs> Number four, Thomas Schaefermaker. <laughs> Schaefermaker. I like that name, and I think this is a weatherman. It is a weatherman for the BBC. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, Matt Kirkwood. <laughs> I, I do, you know, I, so this, this is probably a weatherman, but, uh, you know, I, I could see how it could be confused. Uh, it is a weatherman. Yeah. NBC Grand Rapids, Michigan. <laughs> Schaefer Maker. I, you know, if it was Baby Maker, then I would have known for sure. But yeah, uh... <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's just too good. That's just too good. Okay, now we have the last one: steakhouse or gay bar? Are you I'm ready? ready? First one is the meat market in Palm Beach, Florida. <laughs> I. This has to be a steakhouse. I. 
it good. is. Oh it... man. <laughs> <laughs> Number two, the Edge in Rancho Mirage, California. Ah, this sounds like it could be a gay bar. It is a steakhouse. Oh, <laughs> Number three, the Mad Hatter in Lake Worth, Florida. I'm I'm guessing this is a gay bar. It's a gay mm. bar. Very good. Four, the Hayloft Saloon in Detroit, Michigan. I oh, I don't know many steakhouses that can survive in Detroit. This is going to be a gay bar. It's a gay bar. <laughs> Correct. And last but not least, the Hungry Bear in Hemet, California. <laughs> oh, this has to be a gay bar. It's a steakhouse. <laughs> the Hungry Bear. Oh. Uh, yes, uh, that was almost, uh, that was, uh, that, that could have been either one. That was too good. <laughs> <laughs> well, we pretty much run the gamut on that one, buddy. So <laughs> enjoy your week and have a great Thanksgiving. Oh, thank you, you too. And I'll end it with a... Uh... That's all, folks. Um, well, actually, I'm thinking, what, what is what was the big Animaniacs ending? Animaniacs is on Hulu today, new episodes yeah. for the first time since like 1998. So that's what I'll be doing after this. Nice. So I'll say goodbye, nurse. And now, from the news desk of Insane Eric Lane, it's The Week in Review. Chipotle is uh, opening its first digital-only restaurant where customers will order on an app ahead of time, and then they pick up their food when they get there. So from now on, Chipotle customers will only be waiting in line for the bathroom. And Google is starting to limit how many high-quality photos you can store in the cloud. They ran out of storage space because... Well, people sent too many pictures of their junk during the lockdowns. And a Reuters poll found that 80% of voters think Joe Biden won the election, while 3% think President Trump did. Now the other 17% of voters couldn't respond because they're dead. At this point, I'm not even sure Trump thinks he won. He just likes horking off the media. He's just doing that thing where you keep your finger an inch from somebody's face and go, I'm not touching you, I'm not touching you, I'm not touching you. Three New York City transit cops were commended for saving a teenage boy who had threatened to jump off the RFK bridge on Snapchat. Now, luckily, the New York cops are used to dealing with bridge jumpers, you know, thanks to all the Mets fans. And a passenger on the first Caribbean cruise since March has uh, contracted the coronavirus. So, under the new protocols, they throw him overboard. And in other news, uh, well, an Argentinian cyclist was briefly hospitalized after falling off his bike and landing in a cactus. Jeez, I thought I was surrounded by a bunch of pricks. He's suing the city, by the way, because he hit a massive pothole that forced him to fly into the cactus. But the city's lawyers say he was planting evidence. In a video of a monkey trying to steal a British man's birth certificate out of his backpack on the Rock of Gibraltar has gone viral. Well, I guess it's nice to see someone stealing things besides the Democrats. And a photo of a snake eel bursting out of a bird's stomach as it was flying in midair has gone viral. I feel like 
that was a warning to the rest of us about Thanksgiving. And the New Yorker has fired good old Jeffrey Tubin after, you know, he was caught masturbating during a Zoom call. Of course, this time they gave him the shaft, right? Tubin worked at the New Yorker for 27 years, but for some reason, nobody shook his hand on the way out. They're going to miss him on the company softball team, I know, but he was a pull hitter. <clears throat> Tubin was also a CNN legal analyst, too. He got a ton of exposure. Joe Biden's coronavirus advisors are floating the idea of a four to six week national lockdown. Now, remember, folks, you can't complain about not being allowed out of your house if you voted for a guy who wouldn't leave his. You know, they're not trying to keep us safe from corona. They're just trying to keep us safe from Black Friday brawls, frankly. And Supreme Court Justice Samuel Alito is warning that the corona crisis has led to unimaginable curbs on liberty. But well, think of it on the bright side. I mean, we all have an excuse to get out of doing things we don't want to do for the rest of our lives. Yeah, you know, I'd love to come to your gender reveal party, but this corona is acting up. Tell everybody we said hi as you head up, hang up and head to the bar. A group of psychologists are studying the mental effects of being in a relationship with sex robots. Yeah, right. <laughs> that sounds like some doctor got himself caught hooking up with a robot in his office and was like, oh, no, it's not what you think, folks. This is a study. The nice thing is that you don't have to worry about corona. I mean, but you can catch a computer virus. <laughs> yeah, people say the female robots are so real, the only way to stop them from having sex is to marry them. Okay, you can get mad, ladies, but that's a solid joke, okay? Then the NYPD arrested a 35-year-old man who punched actor Rick Moranis during an unprovoked attack. Now, for Moranis, I think this was his first hit in years. Rick Moranis, you know, is one of the most adorable humans to ever live, frankly. This is just like punching a Muppet, folks. I mean, whoever did this should face severe sentencing, okay? Like, make him watch The View every day for a week. Although a judge might throw that out because, well, there are laws against cruel and unusual punishment. And a 42-pound cat that went viral after appearing on the cover of the New York Post in 2019 has lost 20 pounds and is now a trimmed-down 22-pounder. So at least somebody lost weight during the lockdowns. I mean, this cat, though, was huge. He was too big to even be in a cartoon like Tom and Jerry. I think it'd be more like Ben and Jerry. And Pornhub has revealed the list of the top porn searches by state during election week. These are the only poll numbers I think we can trust, frankly. The top search in North Dakota was pumpkin. I didn't even know that that was a category. But apparently with Peter Peter Pumpkin Eater, I guess they put the jack in jack-o'-lantern. I don't know. And the disgraced Hillsong Church pastor Carl Lentz has gone into hiding since news of his affair has gone public. Uh, and even Jerry Falwell Jr. thinks this sex scandal is kind of hard to watch. Get it? You know, because he liked to see his wife do the... Well, anyway. If the preacher thing doesn't work out, I guess Mrs. Falwell has offered Lentz a job as a pool boy. Sources have told Page Six also that Lentz was, quote, womanizing a womanizing man whore at the Super Bowl last year. Now, in his defense, football is a game of inches, right? 
I mean, Lentz had a falling out with his wife after revealing that he was carrying on an affair, and people knew that there was something up when there was a second collection at the church service for a French tickler. And former President Obama is urging President Trump to, quote, put the country first and concede the election. The problem is that Trump can't call up and concede because Joe doesn't have call waiting and keeps getting a busy signal. I mean, he's even tried calling his beeper also. And House Democrats are urging members not to take cabinet positions in the Biden administration because they could lose their majority to the Republicans. And plus the jobs will only last a few months before they put Joe into a home. And there was a study that found that people who regularly get a good night's sleep lower their risk of heart failure by 42%. That's right. Of course, the study was sponsored by Dial a Mattress. Kind of reminds me of the old Johnny Carson joke about sleeping. Why is a married guy fat and a single guy skinny? Well, the singly guy uh, takes one look at what's in the fridge and goes to bed, and the married guy takes one look at what's in the bed and goes to the fridge. And did you see the video of a giant manatee floating in a Florida yard after the tropical storm Etta flooded several neighborhoods? This thing has gone viral. The rest of the country thinks it's nuts, but in Florida, this wouldn't even make the top 50 weirdest things of the week, frankly. I mean, really, in any other state, they're like, that's crazy. And in Florida, they're like, that's Harold. He floats into the yard when it's high tide. A TikTok video of a New York City performance artist who's been riding the subway in a huge giant rat mask now has gone viral. The guy's like, what, five feet, eight inches tall, so it's kind of hard to tell the difference between him and the regular rats. The character is known as Buddy the Rat. They say he's the most famous rat since Anthony Scaramucci. A video of a kookaburra bird swooping down and stealing an Australian man's sausage at a campground also has gone viral. I think that's the last time he goes outside to pee at night. No, actually, the bird stole a grilled sausage, but it didn't take the bun. Maybe it's on the Atkins diet. I didn't know birds were into sausages, frankly. Must be one of those Hummer birds, you know? It needed one because it had a woodpecker. And Newsmax has reportedly offered Donald Trump a show on their news network, but the president would prefer to be on a comedy network because of speech laws, you know, so his agents are now reaching out to CNN. Of course, if the president does go to Newsmax, it's unclear if he'd have to wear the tinfoil hat like the other hosts do. But look, AT&T, you know, owns CNN, and now they're looking to sell CNN because, well, it's uh, basically losing money. And, you know, with the rumors that Trump would like to start his own news network, maybe he should just swoop in and buy CNN and then stand back to watch all the heads start exploding. Dustin Johnson continues to celebrate his historic win at the Masters, and judging by the way Polina Gretzky ran onto the course, I'm guessing he's playing a few extra holes. He kept the pin in if uh, you catch my drift. Joe Biden told his advisors he wants to avoid investigations into Donald Trump's business dealings because it could divide the country. And they responded, Sir, this is a Wendy's. Would you like anything from the drive-thru? The CDC is encouraging people that are hosting Thanksgiving parties to refrain from singing or shouting 
because it spreads the coronavirus more easily, you know, as I talked about earlier in the podcast. So, look, stick to the healthy behavior, you know, like eating three months' worth of calories in one sitting and drinking like you're pledging a fraternity. They're also encouraging people to keep their pets away from visitors who don't live in the house, which seems a little unnecessary to cat owners because that thing ain't coming out for a week if a bunch of strangers come over. But dogs, they're a different story. I mean, they're practically hosting the big uh, the, 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 the event themselves, you know, the big hellos, the taking people's coats, anything to score some of that sweet, sweet bird. <laughs> of course, a recent survey even says that 60% of Americans fear they won't get to see their loved ones at all this holiday season. The other 40% hope they won't get to see their loved ones this holiday season. Of course, on the plus side, Grandma won't get run over by a reindeer if she's not walking home on Christmas Eve. <laughs> for, for them, there's a new collection of remixed Christmas classics. Now, just in time for the 2020 holiday season, a remix of all your favorite classics. I'll be in quarantine for Christmas. We've remixed and updated every song. You can stay away from me. Tunes that capture the essence of the year. Nobody. It's beginning to look a lot like COVID-19. Everywhere you go. A 2020. Download yours now from Bah Humbug Records. Speaking of animals, there was a Spanish study that found that dog owners have a 78% higher chance of catching the coronavirus. The research, I think, here is a little flimsy. I mean, I'm pretty sure they just put this out for all the parents who need an excuse not to get their dogs a puppy for Christmas. No, seriously, a bunch of parents probably did chip in and funded the study. I mean, I mean, the same study also found that getting home delivery of groceries increases your chance of contracting corona by 94%. Kind of sounds like you're probably better off sending your dog to the store. Not only that, it might even put a little bit of a strain on the relationship between Shaggy and Scooby-Doo. Like, zoink, Scoob! I hear that dogs can spread coronavirus! Huh? Rico? No wonder old man Wilkerson is always wearing a mask around us! I'm sorry, Shaggy! Yikes! I'm scared, Scooby-Doo! And you know what I do when I'm scared? Eat a Scooby snack! It's always a good time for a Scooby snack! Um, Zoink, Scoob! What's the matter? Like, I can't taste it at all! <laughs> National chains like Walmart and Kroger, they're starting to see runs on tissues and cleaning supplies and toilet paper because Americans are fearing we're going to go into another lockdown. Of course, at this point, half the people buying them are just hoping to sell them on the black market. I mean, you know it's bad when The Bachelor is giving away toilet paper instead of a rose. And then, of course, there's the guy that don't have to worry about it because he's still using the stuff that he hoarded back in April. This station presents Real American Heroes. Real American Heroes. Today, we salute you, guy who's still wiping with toilet paper he hoarded in April. Still wiping with toilet paper. 
When you sit down to relieve yourself, you're relieved that you're still sitting on 548 packs of TP that you have left over from the 27 packs you bought back at the start of the pandemic. Have more inventory than a grocery store. Think you could spare a square? No, he doesn't have a square to spare. Yeah. So when you use a coffee filter to clean things out, raise your cardboard tube and salute to the man who cleaned out the store many moons ago. He's the guy who's still wiping with toilet paper he hoarded in April. A real American hero. Guy who's still wiping with toilet paper he hoarded in April. You're a regular doomsday prepper of the two-ply. There's also a new study that's out now that found that regularly eating eggs can actually increase your chances of diabetes. I just love how they're blaming the eggs and not the bacon, the cheesy grits, the side order of pancakes. <clears throat> the nice thing is that if you don't like this egg study, you can always wait a week and there's always another one. I mean, I've heard everything from no eggs to some eggs to I can't believe it's not eggs. This message is pretty scrambled, frankly. And anybody who thinks that they know the truth is fried. And there's a new lawsuit accusing Soul Cycles star instructors of making homophobic comments and having sex with clients and fat shaming coworkers. Sounds like these uh, Soul Cycle members got taken for a ride. Okay, I'll show myself out. Sorry. No, 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 no. In my defense, there is not a ton of family-friendly jokes you can make about homophobia and fat shaming, even off mic. And I guess you heard that Conan O'Brien is ending his late-night talk show after 28 years when his contract with TBS expires in June. Now, he'll reportedly be moving on to a weekly variety show at HBO Max. Yeah, Conan's expected to start at HBO Max in August, and then Jay Leno is going to swoop down sometime and take over the show in September. But whoever replaces Conan will literally have big shoes to fill. I mean, what, the guy is, what, 6'6"? Six, six? Underneath this genius, I'm simply a human. It's like a caveman thing or something. And now, this week's Genius Award. Well, to start off this week's uh, Genius Awards, how's this for a parenting lesson? An elementary school in France had to ban late-arriving parents from hurling their children over its closed gate when dropping them off. Principal... Sana uh, Mazene, I guess that's how you pronounce that, explained that some of the tardy mommies and daddies were, quote, literally throwing their children over the six-foot fence outside the Trilade School in Avignon. It hasn't happened that many times, but as little as it has happened, we preferred to get ahead of it, uh, Mazene said. Now, she believed that it was just a matter of time before some child got hurt. Educators put up posters at the school's entrance depicting an adult throwing a kid over a fence with the words, attention, danger. <laughs> I do not throw my children over the gate, the notice reads. The sign also includes uh, instructions to parents who arrive after the 8.30 a.m. bell to come back at 10 a.m. or 3 p.m. when the gates are reopened. <laughs> I mean, the normal parents in France were shocked by these child-tossing allegations. They said that this was unlike anything they'd ever seen before. You know, kind of like a bar of soap. I mean, 
I wouldn't want to be a school administrator dealing with this mess, frankly. The situation definitely is uh, hairier than a French woman's armpits. <clears throat> okay, and then there is this. Uh, a driver looking to uh, uh, make a little, some quick cash caused quite a spectacle on I-4 through Hillsborough County, Florida. The Highway Patrol said a driver picked up a downed metal utility pole and then strapped it to the roof of his 1997 Toyota Camry and then planned to sell it to the scrapyard. Well, he didn't get very far. I mean, just after 10 a.m., Florida Highway Patrol got a call from someone who witnessed another driver loading the pole onto the roof of his car on the outside shoulder of I-4 West. The witness followed at a safe distance until a state trooper made a traffic stop. The driver was a 71-year-old Douglas Hatley of Lakeland, Florida. He said he was just going to turn the pole in as scrap metal for cash. Uh, he didn't know it was illegal to remove the pole, even though it was broken or had fallen. Needless to say, Hatley was arrested and taken to the Hillsborough County Jail, charged with grand theft. <laughs> I guess this guy learned the hard way. You just can't grab a random pole. I mean, who does he think he is, a stripper? He grabbed a long pole and didn't even make money. I mean, clearly, he'd be a terrible hooker. Or how about this? Columbia Falls, Montana police recently arrested a naked man for driving into a grocery store. Alan Roger Connor Jr. has been arrested and charged after he reportedly crashed his car into the Super One Foods grocery store. After crashing through the front doors, Connor drove down an aisle to the back of the store, then turned around and drove down another aisle. Despite a large amount of damage inside the store, remarkably, there were no serious injuries reported. He fled on foot after he crashed into a trailer. And then cops later found him naked and running down a hallway at a retirement home. He was taken to a hospital to be treated and observed. Police said the uh, investigation indicates that Connor's actions, quote, were not in any way related to a political, social, or terroristic type attack, and this was an isolated incident. <clears throat> Connor reportedly showed signs of drug impairment when he was arrested. Hmm. He'll be transferred to the Flathead County Detention Center when he's medically cleared. Obviously, this man achieved the seemingly impossible. He somehow is more dangerous to the supermarket shoppers' well-being than the, the, the candy aisle is, you know? I wonder what kind of drugs this guy was on when he crashed into the supermarket. I mean, there's no way that it was weed because he would have been driving way too slow to cause any damage. And then what about this story? Microsoft has issued a rather unusual safety warning to the owners of the new Xbox Series 10, requesting that gamers avoid blowing vape smoke into the console. Really, the company issued the warning less than 24 hours after the new gaming system was released. We can't believe we have to say this, but please, don't, do not blow vape smoke into your Xbox Series 10, the company tweeted. The tweet comes as videos crop up across social media showing smoke billowing from the new $600 consoles. Users sharing the footage claim the new Xbox has problems with overheating and may even catch fire. However, well, those videos are reportedly fake. A Twitter user pointed out that if one were to turn off their Xbox Series 10 and smoke a vape into it, uh, the vapor soon rises out of the console, as seen in the videos. 
Now, some people would say, at least they're vaping and not using cigarettes. But look, in reality, vaping is just as dangerous because, you know, when you vape, everybody wants to punch you in the face. I mean, when you watch the videos, it almost looks like the smoke signals are actually coming out of the Xbox. So, well, needless to say, Elizabeth Warren will be buying the console immediately. And you'll never, you got to check this out. Authorities in New Hampshire said they seized an illegally kept alligator and a possum from a woman's home. The New Hampshire Fish and Game Law Enforcement Division and Operation Game Thief uh, said that the, the conservation officers, they served this um, search warrant at a Claremont home of a woman suspected of keeping prohibited wildlife. Uh, the officers seized an American alligator and a possum from the home. The woman was charged with illegal possession of the animals, which were they're all transferred to facilities designed to care for wildlife. Of course, I really didn't believe that somebody in New Hampshire had possession of an alligator, but I did some more research Turns out the story's not a crock. I mean, it's not often you hear about a woman with a big lizard. Unless, of course, we're talking about Caitlyn Jenner. And, well, you never believe this one, where a Florida woman got arrested for threatening to shoot Governor Ron DeSantis and Senators Marco Rubio and Rick Scott in a tweet. She's a 55-year-old Karen Jones of Palm Beach County. Allegedly posted the tweet, DeSantis, Rick Scott, and Marco Rubio are looting my state. I'm going to shoot them. Well, the tweet was retweeted uh, was uh, of a Washington Post reporter, you see, who had shared an article about proposed anti-mob legislation that would expand Florida's stand-your-ground law. Now, Jones is a Democrat. She was busted by the Palm Beach County deputies and allegedly admitted to writing the tweet, but said it was just a joke. In an affidavit after her arrest, a Palm Beach County detective noted that, well, there was really nothing in the message to suggest that Jones was joking. The detective said, when I made the observation that there were no commonly used terminology to show the post was a joke. I mean, everybody in Florida was stunned, mainly because this was the nicest thing anybody had ever said that they wanted to do to these politicians. I mean, Marco Rubio was kind of used to verbal abuse anyway. I mean, after all, he had to face Trump in the 2016 debates. Okay, and then I got one more here, where a Florida man has been accused of contributing to the delinquency of his eight-year-old son after deputies say he had the kid tag along with him during a recent series of crimes. When 36-year-old Ernest McKnight III was asked by a detective why he had the child with him, he replied, I was trying to toughen him up. I don't want him to be soft. Brian Brookie, the spokesman for the Polk County Sheriff's Office, said, also said that the boy was with McKnight when the deputies say McKnight burglarized three unoccupied dwellings, stole a car, and made off with a package taken from a porch. The alleged crimes all took place in the city of Lake Wales. Now, the arrest affidavit said that McKnight was arrested after leading deputies on a high-speed chase after they spotted him in a stolen vehicle, a red Hyundai, taken from a road surveyor. Now, the affidavit quotes the deputies as saying, they clocked McKnight going 120 miles an hour and only caught up with him that he finally discovered that inside the car was his eight-year-old child. <laughs> the cups definitely uh, aren't going to go easy on this kid. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's, what, going to do at least a year of hard time out? 
Some might think that this is a bit unorthodox, but I mean, I guess I can get it. You know, I mean, the guy was clearly just trying to participate and take your kid to work day. <laughs> well, don't forget to please subscribe to the podcast and share it uh, with all your friends and family, because I know it's been proven. Like I said before, after just one listen, your IQ jumps one full percentage point. And don't forget to rate and review the podcast if you listen to it on Apple Podcasts, because it'll just entice others to spot check their own stupidity. So let me conclude on a passing thought. You know, it's ironic that pregnant women drink virgin cocktails. Of course, we can't do the podcast without a few acknowledgments. What? You think I write all this stuff by myself? Thanks to A-List Comedy and Large Media, Premier Networks, Wise Brother Media, Universal Comedy Network, Pulse of Radio, United Stations Radio Network. Thanks for sticking it out through my stupid world. And if you're feeling a bit crazy, I hope you'll follow me on Facebook or Twitter at Insane Eric Lane. And visit InsaneEricLane.com. And if you're feeling a bit insane and want to make your own podcast, you can do it with Anchor, the easiest way to make a podcast ever. The only platform where you can publish to major podcast outlets like Apple Podcasts and Google Play Music with a single tap of a button on your phone. Whether you're capturing your own voice, taking call-ins from listeners, conducting remote interviews with anyone, or broadcasting full-length songs from Apple Music or Spotify. Available today for iOS and Android, and it's 100% free, entirely mobile, and so easy to use that literally anyone can make a podcast, even me. Find out more at anchor.fm.